0: Welcome back to Watch Once Never Again, the podcast where we traumatize ourselves so you don't have to. I'm Dax. I'm Mary Beth. We're gathered here today <laughs> to talk about uh, something that Mary Beth subject- subjected us all to.
1: Yeah, I did.
0: Uh, would you like to introduce this movie?
1: Yes. Um, so, folks, this week. Uh, as we continue through our torture porn October, we are talking about Eden Lake. Eden Lake, the 2008 James Watkins film, Eden Lake, starring Michael Fassbender and Kelly Riley. Boy, oh boy. Um, so let's read this horrific synopsis together. Um, We'll hold hands. We'll cry. And uh, <laughs> I'll repeat yeah. after you. <laughs> <laughs> all right y'all buckle the fuck up all right nursery school teacher jenny greengrass whose fucking last name i'm sorry what a
0: real name
1: a real name <laughs> that is the most nursery school teacher name i've ever heard in my entire goddamn life jenny <laughs> a greengrass
0: real name not made up for a film <laughs> Not at all. <laughs>
1: Some weird commentary. I'm, I haven't even gotten four words into the fucking plot synopsis. That's how it goes. And I'm already acting like an idiot. Okay. <laughs> I had a coffee too late. this is not happening. Hold on a second.
0: Oh my god. I went to a new cafe today. Um <laughs> because I thought I would get work done, but actually I couldn't connect to their Wi Fi, so I just like left. But um I got I got a cold brew. From there, and normally cold brew is, like, my go-to because, like, I have GERD, so it's less acidic. Mm
1: -hmm. Bitch,
0: I really, truly felt like I was, like, my my brain was flying, (laughs) but my body was staying. Yep. That's how I felt.
1: Yep. Soaring, flying. There's not a star in heaven, though. We cannot reach on cold brew.
0: Defying Um, gravity, bitch. I was (laughs) going...
1: I thought the other day, I was like, uh oh. I am like astral projecting while awake. <laughs> like, not good.
0: <laughs> like that scene in Insidious where he's like, I saw my body sleeping and then I flew away. That's how I felt. Literally. A very real drawing, not made for film. <laughs> no.
1: oh my god that reminds me
0: of sorry just real quick you know when 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 they show that fucking the fucking like whiteboard or whatever what is the weakness a very real whiteboard that would exist (laughs) That's the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen in a movie.
1: It's so funny. I always want to talk to people who set up the backgrounds like that. Like, who was just, like, last second was like, oh, shit, there's a thing on the whiteboard. And they just wrote the dumbest shit on it. (laughs) What is weakness? One,
0: two, three. (laughs) How will we show that he's concerned about these monsters (laughs) if not for this whiteboard? Like, you know... (laughs) That is so funny. It's like it's that so... scene, and then like Bridesmaids. Like you know, <laughs> which part of
1: Bridesmaids, or even the just whole fucking the movie? Whole movie. That movie is so good. Okay, hold on. We are definitely trying not to not talk about this movie, which is the opposite of Bride, like the literal opposite of Bridesmaids.
0: <laughs> we we both uh, just drank caffeine, so g- go ahead. We yeah. Digress. Okay creature
1: blind attacked sound sorry i'm looking at a picture (laughs) of the (laughs) white book
0: i had to to pull it it
1: up because it was making me giggle
0: um so much i want a shirt with uh, that on it let me get it tattooed
1: oh my god get the whole whiteboard tattooed on your back oh my god (laughs) um okay Okay, so nursery school teacher Jenny Greengrass and her boyfriend Steve Taylor – it, his name is Steve Taylor um, – journey to remote a remote lake in the wooded English countryside. Hiking to the lakeside, they meet Adam, a young boy gathering insects. Relaxing beside the lake, the setting is disrupted by a group of delinquent teenagers who have ridden their bikes to a spot within a few meters of the young couple. You know it's in England when they say meters instead of feet. Um, <laughs> or yards. Whatever. <laughs> After they sleep overnight in their tent, they find food supplies, their, their food supplies infested with insects and their car tire damaged by a bottle left behind by the teens. Fucking kids. <laughs> um, <laughs> fuck them. Ki- this is movie is Fuck Them Kids, but when the kids fuck with you back. Um, anyway, we're t- <laughs> returning to town for breakfast, Steve spots a house with bikes that he thinks belong to the teens. When no one answers the door, Steve walks into the house. What's wrong with you? Narrowly escaping as the surly homeowner named John returns. We'll talk about that. Mm. Back at the lake, Steve goes scuba diving. <clears throat> what? While Jenny sleeps on the shore sorry steve returns to find the bag with their car keys phone and wallet is missing soon confirming that their fucking car is gone returning to town on foot they avoid collision with their car driven recklessly through the woods by the gang's leader brett and in parentheses it says a psychopathic teen i love
0: wikipedia (laughs) so fucking much like thanks for pointing that out thank you for that clarification Mm -mm. (laughs)
1: Finding the gang in the woods after nightfall, Steve demands the return of his belongings, only to be pounced on by the knife-wielding teens. In the scuffle, Brett's Brett's (coughs) Rottweiler Bonnie is mortally knifed, provoking Brett into wanting revenge. Fair. That I get. The, The couple grab the keys and drive off, but the gang throws stones at them, causing Steve to crash the car. While Steve is trapped, Jenny is forced to run for help. At daybreak, Jenny sees Steve tied to a rock with barbed wire. Brett orders each reluctant teen to torture him. When Paige, a female gang member, records Steve's torture on her phone, the gang realizes they have no choice but to kill him. This allows Jenny to show herself and give chase while Steve buys time to free himself. Jenny evades the gang and finds Steve, but is unable to nurse his fatal wounds. She finds an engagement ring, causing Steve to propose world's worst engagement baby <laughs> jenny runs off to find help and accidentally steps on a large spike well um her her scream catches the gang's attention the gang the gang <laughs> um, gang's all here. i know i know they mean it as like the gang but i just always read it as the gang yeah so S- steve dies from his injuries okay Jenny runs into Adam and thinks he'll help her, but he ends up texting the group of 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 kids their location. They tie Jenny and Steve's body to a pile of fucking wood. Brett forces Adam to light the bonfire while Paige films it. Jenny is once again able to escape and they instead burn Adam to death in retaliation. Jenny continues to run from this group of fucking kids, then kills the gang member Cooper, who was actually trying to help her. Ain't that just the way. After finding Cooper's body, Brett is pissed off and is thrown into a further rage and beats another gang member to death. No one is doing well here. Everyone's upset. Paige runs (laughs) away in fear. Fair. Jenny reaches a road and is picked up by a driver looking for his brother, Ricky, who is another gang member. Fuck. When the driver exits the van to talk with the gang, Ricky, his brother, and Mark, Jenny panics, steals the van, speeds off, and runs over (laughs) Paige. while making her way back. To- like, she's Christ. I love that part. Um. Yes. Jenny makes it to town, crashes into a fence at a large backyard party and collapses. That sounds like the wedding you went to over the weekend, Dex. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Pretty much. Uh,
1: She wakes up to find herself being comforted by an unknown woman, her husband, John. Hmm. And the party guests who are townspeople. Um, and then after seeing a Rottweiler named Clyde, um and then pictures of Brett's family. She soon realizes that she is in Brett's fucking house. Fuck me. Jenny is led to the bathroom after saying she feels sick. And Brett's father, John, notices the van of Reese on his lawn before one of the parents receive receives a call informing him of the dead gang members who are the children of the adults at the house. Um, A commotion begins in the house. The bathroom door is kicked open as Jenny is confronted by Brett his father, and uh, all the other fucking people at the party. Brett is convinced the adults that Jenny and Steve sadistically murdered Bonnie and the gang members. Jenny's accused of stealing the van. She begs John to call the police, attacks him with a razor blade, and he, you know, quickly subdues her, tells Brett to go upstairs, slaps him, and then takes Jenny back into the bathroom with two other men. He shuts, uh, Brett shuts the door, blocking out the sound of her screams. He deletes the videos of the gang's crimes on Paige's phone, puts on Steve's sunglasses, and just kind of looks in the mirror. The end. The end. This movie is the most upsetting. Like, I am not. Like, I say this a lot, but this is one of the most upsetting movies I've seen in recent memory. I watched this like a couple months ago. I don't know. I think Tony Kaufman was telling me about it and. He watches the most fucked up shit Hi Tony um, <laughs> And I had been hearing about it And I was like oh yeah it'll be fine No it's not it's fucking horrendous It is so Sucking fucked up And it's like All done by kids Which is even harder to watch Because like they say teens but, Like these, these kids are like played by teenagers Like they don't look like adults playing teenagers Like they look like teens
0: Yeah they're like i know their names hold on let's see um i know one is thomas turgus and he was pretty young in this so how old is he now he is oh he's 29 so in 2008 yeah we we were pretty young like you know um jack o'connell i feel like he's around our same age too he's 31 so he was pretty young in 2008 um finn atkins i always think is that um that actress from game of thrones like every time i see this movie is she was no. she in game of thrones no they just look alike sorry to I about the
1: person who plays Arya?
0: i don't know i didn't i don't watch game of
1: thrones <laughs> wow the one person in this universe
0: i tried i thought it was boring um so they were they were all like pretty young when this uh came out and was filmed i think that's part of why it always ends up on those like most disturbing lists right like these kids are like (laughs) they're really sadistic uh and i hate this about myself but i've seen this a number of times so this time when i was watching it for the podcast i actually didn't react that much to it like it was i was folding laundry while it was on i mean Uh, fair the the only parts that like really get got me this time were of course the dog um and then uh I mean then like of course her getting the spike in the foot and Adam being lit on fire.
1: Jesus fucking
0: Christ. Because I was (sighs) even up until that point being like, This wasn't as disturbing as I remember and then they light a child on fire. And you don't see it at first, but then it cuts to back to it and like he's screaming and like what is supposed to be a child is on fire and you're like, What the fuck? Uh, and then I was like, oh, I'm fucked up, because this is really disturbing.
1: <laughs> yes. Because when I first watched it, I was, it, you know, it starts off pretty, like, run-of-the-mill-y, like, mm-hmm. adults getting fucked with by kids. But as soon as they tie him to the rock with the with the barbed wire, it just goes downhill. Yeah. Like, as soon as Steve is tied to that rock, it's like, oh, no, 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 like, these kids are fucked up. And it's mostly Brett, like, the head kid. Um yeah. Which is so, and what, like, you know, watching this again, and I, th- I was thinking about this the first time I saw it, but, like, re- like, thinking about it even more about, like, this, it's, like, an interesting tries-to-be-social commentary on, like, toxic masculinity and, like, how this kid is kind of conditioned to be the way he is by his parents. Because they do dedicate some time to showing his dad, not just at the end, but, like, when they see the dad come home and like, yelling for him and there's like there's a lot of moments where you kind of get a little bit of a glimpse into the sort of home life he has and to not like justify it but to give it a little bit more context about how these things are very much like can be very generational and that was really fucked up to me um like nothing new you know what i mean like nothing necessarily new to my brain but just like that kind of hopelessness of like this kid is stuck in this horrific cycle of violence, and he's only a teenager.
0: Yeah, he's, like, clearly abused. Like, you could just tell... I mean, there's holes in the wall and stuff. Yeah. Like you, could, you can see that. I took it as a social commentary, even on, like, a wider scale. Like, um, I... So, you know how, like, post-lockdown in britain like there were those there was like a surge in like youth crime did you hear about this i don't i don't know if i did yeah like uh there were just like ton there was tons of like you know violence of, like kids attacking people for seemingly mm. little to no reason um <laughs> I I saw, like, some videos on Twitter of, like, kids getting in, like, fights with adults, like, uh, for no reason. They were, they are just, like, attacking people. So I was like, I wonder, wait, I mean, obviously, you can kind of put it together. It's post-lockdown, so they were pent up for however long because of COVID and then they get out and they just don't know what to do they're like a little they're like very uh anxious about like covid whether they know it or not uh they are angry because they're missing part of their childhood now you know just stuff like that of course that contributes to it but i was like thinking i'm like in 2008 i wonder what this was like like you know what was the deal with like what's the deal with teenagers <laughs> but like uh uh-huh. you, you know because i'm i i i just didn't know so i was like looking it up and apparently in 2008 that's when uh the i think england and wales they had the most like um drug-related deaths Like, for the first time, they've, like, reached over 2,000 drug-related deaths. Oh, wow. And uh, a lot of... There was, like, a ton of youth violence at that time. So I think that this uh, movie, whether or not it was, like, based directly on that, it came at a time when people were really concerned about the well-being of children and, like their futures and just what was going on with like all the violence. And I reached out to friend of the pod, Ren Kane. Um, I haven't Uh received a response yet, but I like posited this theory that, you know, just like in America, there was, there was a financial crisis at that time. And also we were starting to uh, like see the drug crisis, like, kind of be born like i mean well it was kind of in the myths already but you know like with opiates and stuff um so i'm like what did that like what was the environment like there was it like deeply conservative like it was here and in that case you know when when i mean we saw this the last like four years when it's a conservative you know I don't know, reigning ideology, like in terms of politics, you see like a surge in violence and stuff. Yeah. So um, I haven't heard back about that yet, like being confirmed, but it seems reasonable to think that, you know, those factors probably played a really big part in kids and teenagers, you know, growing super violent. Like they are in this movie, and they're like killing each other, killing adults, what have you?
1: Yeah, and also um, the Wikipedia page, you know, very credible source here, talks about how this is a this film talks about broken Britain, which like capital B capital B, uh, which is a term that was used by the UK's Conservative Party around 2007, right? Um, talking about a perceived widespread state of social decay in the UK
0: yeah exactly and i think so um, yeah exactly
1: that
0: when i feel like i remember seeing something when i was like looking stuff up today about like hoodies yes so yeah the concept of hoodies yeah like the the clothing but obviously for some reason even here they're associated with like crime yes were hoodies banned in your high school they were, were they banned, banned in my high school.
1: I feel like they they either were or were about to be. I can't remember, but I remember there being a lot of talk about like hoodies and like you could never have your hood up. And like I was emo and always put my hood up when I was like feeling it's <laughs> particularly emo and I'd be like, put your hood down and not just like, obviously it's disrespectful, but yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, you could but not wear hoodies at my high school, like even with the hood down. Yeah.
1: Uh, that's so fucking weird. I don't, yeah. school dress codes are so bizarre in like what they decide to focus on.
0: Um, you're telling me,
1: but as also as like <laughs> the hoodie is associated with troublemaking, troublemaking behavior. It's like, okay, fine, whatever the fuck, like, okay.
0: <laughs> it's so stupid. And then like kids like Trayvon Martin get fucking gunned down. You know yep. what I mean? Yep. Whatever. It yeah. makes me really mad.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs>
0: kids am i right uh, am
1: i are you right i guess fucking so um but so yes yeah, so it's like t- like taking that idea of like the hoodie and like the broken britain like you have obviously the affluent white couple coming to a bed and breakfast like to hang out for the weekend like on a nice trip but they go camping, he's going to propose, and he's going to go fucking scuba diving in that lake? Like, what is in that lake? I was lake about to say, Like, the, I don't fucking understand, like, what is, is that down like, there.
0: Do you think it was just staged so that he could be like, oh, I found this ring? You know, because that's what he was, like, like plotting. Yeah, I get Yeah, She's like, um, where's that fucking car?
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck you. Fuck them, kids. <laughs> Fucking ruined my my proposal, and then killed me. Um. Anyway, so you know, it's there is that that kind of that thread running through it too that they are like like a wealthier couple coming to this part of town as tourists, and they're kind of like, it's not necessarily like a huge part of it, but I think there is like you know, especially when you see when you see Steve, just like oh, I'm going to go into the house. And like jumps out of the car to like confront the kids, which is hysterical, and just walks into their house and then jump like that stress that part stressed me the fuck out.
0: Um like, yeah, like what the fuck are you doing? Like what is
1: what are you doing? And it's again, weird privilege. I don't know what it is exactly, but like the, the gall that this guy has just to, like get out and walk into this front yard and then walk into someone's house and like walk through their home. Like that takes some kind of weird weird gumption in my head just like wander through the house like to get your revenge on these kids you know what I mean like yeah. these kids are fucking terrible like this is before it all really goes down like before they get like fucking violent um but it's like at, at what point do you, as an adult do you just like leave it alone like yeah they're shitty kids and they fucked with your car but like at what point do you just mind your business is that, is that shitty of me to say <laughs> No, and it's especially,
0: especially because his, like, girlfriend keeps being like, can we just drop it? Can we leave it? Like, please, like, they're children. It's not worth it. Yeah. And he just keeps dismissing it. Like, what are you trying to prove?
1: Well, and that's so, so that kind of, I think, also goes into uh, why I think there's a, like, also there's, like, to- other other things happening here, toxic masculinity, because it's, like, he's trying to prove something with the boys, then the boys are trying to, like, look tough, and then there's, like, then there's like the added layer of the other family members, so, like, there's this weird dynamic with the, with the male figures in this movie that is, like, this all could have been avoided without these kinds of, like, Need to appear tough. And I'm not. And again, this is more like a systematic issue of like men needing to appear tough and like defend themselves and their their women and all of this shit. But like that at the core of this movie is kind of what got them into the situation. Like these expectations and kind of toxic traits of masculinity that have like poisoned. You know people in general and i think it really comes out in this movie as we watch all of the violence unfold particularly
0: yeah it could have all been avoided had well i we'll talk about it i guess but in theory it could have all been avoided had he just listened to his girlfriend who was like can we just move like our spot on this beach yeah. Because that's what I'm it like- is. He didn't want to move his spot because he literally says we were here first, like a toddler, you know.
1: And it's like, and- I on one hand, you kind of want to be like, I get it. But on the other hand, it's like, if it's going to like save y'all from getting in a fucking fight and killing a dog, like, maybe it's just time to just, like, call- <laughs> like to cl- just take the L and just move on. I'm scared of children too. I and mean, if these kids started fucking with me, I would have been like goodbye. I would have left fucking immediately. I would have been like nope,
0: nope. Yeah, that's the thing. Like if you ask them, most adults, they're like I don't want to. I don't want to be near kids and like teenagers. I'm afraid of teenagers. No, exactly. Like, they're unpredictable. They're just angry. They're always like trying to prove something and show off. It's like ugh, it's. I'm tired. I don't care. You yeah, know? and they're mean.
1: Like, like they know exactly how to fuck you up too. Ruthless.
0: So ruthless. Yeah. It's it's like. Yeah, I, I don't care. I don't care enough. First of all, I I was thinking this whole movie, I was like, I would never be in this situation because I would never go to this fucking lake. This seems horrible.
1: <laughs> I saw Nay on Twitter tweeted something that was like, you will never catch me camp like sleeping outside on purpose. And like, no, no, never. I will not be doing no, never, never doing that. I shit. would
0: never I would never be in these situations because I'm not going Like, I will stay home. I don't care. Like, I don't want to go camping. It doesn't sound fun. I don't want to go to the fucking lake and just sit there on the lake and sleep. Like, first of all, there's snakes there. That's what they're not telling you. I don't want to be near that. I don't want to worry about that all night. (laughs) And then what do you do? Just sit there all day and all night? No, no. That seems horrible.
1: How you can tell that we are not outdoors people? We're like, what the fuck do you do when you go camping? You just <laughs> like, sit there and stare at each other?
0: <laughs> yeah, my version of go outdoors to- is like I take a book to the beach, okay? Like
1: Yeah, that's also my version of
0: outdoors. Or I go get brunch and eat outside.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am also not a very outdoorsy person. But, like, this movie is, like, the worst nightmare. You know what I mean? And, like, a plausible worst nightmare? Because it's not, like, some, like, creepy guy. and It's not some, like, haunted situation. It's, like, kids that will fuck with you. Like, it could happen to anybody. And obviously taken to an extreme. But, like, it's, like, oh, I think what also freaked me out so much about this is just, like, this is very much something that could happen in, like, the very right circumstances. Like, hopefully there aren't homicidal teens roaming the countryside. But at this point, there probably are, like you said. Like, post-COVID in Britain, (laughs) kids are just fighting. But, like, that's what makes this so horrific. So when I – to give, like, context, when I first saw this – like, was going to watch this movie, I saw, like, like, group of teens or something, and I just assumed it was going to be, like, college students, which isn't good. But I didn't think it was going to be actual children, and I think that really was, again, like – Holy shit, that just colors the perception of this movie even more. Like, about the cruelty that children are capable of. Which I think is talked about a lot in, like, in like religious horror where it's, like, a possessed little kid. But not necessarily in, like, the actual violence that little kids are, like, kids are capable of, of their own volition. Slash, like, influenced by one another.
0: Yeah, especially when they're not afraid. Like, realistically... They'd probably just go to Juvie, you know? Yeah. Like and they're not afraid of that. They're they don't they're not afraid of like real consequences because most of the time they don't get that. I mean, probably in this they would because they murder people. But had they just like beat them up.
1: Yeah. Probably not. Well, and, like, you know, I, I feel like in a lot of those communities, too, it's like, oh, you just, like, go to jail or go to juvie and then you come back. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there are – it's a little yeah. bit more normalized, I guess. I think in, like, Brett for some says people. That. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't he at a point, like, say to uh, one of the other kids who's, like, afraid of going to jail, he's like, have you ever done time? Has your mom ever done time? Or something like that. Yeah. Like, so it does seem like he's like, I don't give a fuck. I've been there. Yeah. It was lovely.
1: Exactly. Like, to them, it's it's like a rite of passage, almost, to go to jail. And, like, to do, to do something that's fucked up to land them in jail. But then they go too far. And it's not just jail. It's like, maybe you should not be around the humans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I wanted to pivot to talk about... Um, Jenny's character and, like, the shit that she goes through because some of us stuff, like, the horror that happens to her, like, is disgusting. Yes. Between, especially one scene in particular that has just absolutely wrecked my shit since I saw it is when she gets into a nasty trash can with her fucked up foot.
0: I knew you were going to say that. Because, same. All I think every time is infection. That's it. Like there's so, an escape okay. and then so this you're gonna is, lose your foot.
1: Okay, so this is something I think about all the time in these movies. I don't know if it's just like an OCD thing or maybe it's more normal than I think. Every time someone gets hurt and continues going on through a horror movie, I am like, you are going to get the world's nastiest fucking infection. Like in Saw, in hostel. Oh, yeah. I'm like, y'all have staff, MRSA, everything. But in this in particular there's two moments. It's that it's the the foot the the foot in the trash can. And then it's when she drags Steve into the water, the nasty water.
0: Oh my god. When, like, Same. I'm and, like he's not going to live for sure now.
1: <laughs> yeah, like you just dipped him into that murky ass water and it's just He's bleeding. Uh, out. Like obviously he's like not going to make it. He is not doing well. He has gotten the shit absolutely kicked out of him. He has been bound to a rock with barbed wire. He has crashed he had, a car has been crashed. Like he is not doing well. And then she just puts him in the water and it's just like there it is. That's like the fucking cherry on top to his open wounds. And then yes. But then like it's like I think about that and then I think about the desperation where it's like I guess they, like you you can't give a shit. It's either you get the infection and maybe and maybe survive or get found and get absolutely wrecked. And it's like in those moments I when I'm watching horror I'm like I would be dead. I just be like I can't do that. <laughs> like with my uh, open ass wound, I will not be jumping into that nasty trash can. Like that is one of the nastiest moments in horror. And I we we've seen a lot of shit, we talked about a lot of shit, and that to me is one of the most disgusting moments in any horror movie I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, it's really gross. It's so nasty.
1: Like, they make a point to show, like, the trash looking, like, this nasty goop. Like, it's a trash can in a park that has not been emptied in a very long time. So it's just, like, you can smell it without smelling it. And she just puts her whole body in there to hide. (laughs) And it's just, oh, this poor woman, as if you haven't been through enough, get into the trash can.
0: Yeah, this is is how I know... That I'm not fully recovered because I'm like I would not do that. Uh, again, I wouldn't even be here. But uh, if I were there, I wouldn't do that. And probably if I just couldn't. Like, whenever I watch horror movies, I'm like, oh, I'd just kill myself. I'm literally me. Like, uh, like Dawn yeah. of the Dead. I'm not doing that. I don't care that much. <laughs> like, like I don't no, want. Like just off no. me yeah like, 30, I'm days, good. 30
1: days of night i'm out like I'm, peace. Good. I'm good
0: hereditary goodbye i would have been so gone <laughs> and be like you never to have me. my body
1: you can't yeah sorry Payment. <laughs> eat my ass there is no way that's out
0: <laughs> there's so many <laughs> movies where i'm like the descent no i i i'll just lay down like i'm good <laughs> just lay down Yeah, I'll make a little rock bed. (laughs) I'm gonna sleep.
1: I also wouldn't be in that situation in the first place, because fuck that. Like, that movie, the Kate... Anyway, again, not outdoor people at all.
0: (laughs) Like, sometimes some outdoor stuff sounds fun. Like, rock climbing does sound fun, but, um, like... Like, rock climbing, like, Mount Everest? No. No, you can keep it. Uh, going under, like, underground, uh you know with equipment like i don't understand i don't i don't understand how you get out of there like i don't understand any like i don't understand how you clip like the ropes to rocks like that's how much i don't understand and like to me that seems like weird magic stuff and i don't want to fuck with that like you know (laughs) like like how did you clip it there like how did you know it could be clipped there don't tell me because i don't care but like just think about that you know like, I don't don't like tell it. me. I don't care. It's unnatural. I don't like it either. It's
1: unnatural. <laughs> it is. It's fucking unnatural. Um,
0: anyway, um, no, I'm anything. with you on those two scenes. For sure. Ugh, Ugh. It's so gross, and like all of the characters like recoil from the trash can because
1: <laughs> it smells <laughs> so bad. She's like, haha, fuck you. I put my whole goddamn foot in there. Nasty boy. Um. <laughs> I want to also talk about the scene where they light the kid on fire, um, because one, it's one of, again, the more disturbing parts of the movie, because you think, okay, like the kids are committing violence against adults. It's fucking horrendous. But like there hasn't been any like kid killing kid violence yet. And somehow that was a line that was crossed for me. Like. Especially the fact that this is like the nerdy kid they see at the beginning collecting bugs by himself in the in the forest. He is not white and he is just minding his own goddamn business in the woods. And this poor fucking kid who was just minding his own goddamn business in the woods gets pulled into this and is like he rats on the adults, which I know is terrible. But this poor like what
0: what fucking
1: choice does that poor kid have? And then he's lit on fire.
0: It seems pretty clear that they regularly pick on him. So yes. probably they were like, you can be one of us or we'll leave you alone if you tell us where this lady is.
1: Exactly. exactly. Like, oh, I will have bought myself bullying immunity if I just, like, tell
0: them this one thing. Yeah. And nope. I think that's why you know you... she doesn't react that much. Like, she realizes because yeah, she's a teacher. And... Yeah, she's a teacher
1: and she has that kind of insight into the way kids work probably a little bit better than her now dead boyfriend. Oops.
0: (laughs) Yeah, she like realizes he it was just out of survival that he did that. Or at least that's what I interpret her like non reaction as.
1: Yeah, exactly. Where she was just like, I can't be fucking mad at this kid who's just trying to save himself. You know what I mean? Like, this is a movie about survival. And like this kid, those all of these kids are just trying to survive because they're so stuck in these horrific dynamics with their families, with their friends, with these like, you know, systematic other issues going on where we're all stuck, all stuck in them. But like these kids are just all about like, trying to find some kind of control and way of, like, grappling with their circumstances, and it's not done in the right way. (laughs) Let's just put it that way. But, yeah. Like, these kids are just trying to make it and survive every day.
0: I think to, like, a pretty big degree, like, these, most of those kids are just really afraid of Brett because he's so unhinged. Yes. Yep. And, like, most of them, they seem like they don't want to do it. The one, Mark, he seems also sociopathic. Uh, but the rest of the kids, they they clearly don't want to go that far by, like, stabbing or let alone killing uh, the, the adults. But then again, it sounds like Brett and... Uh, what was that one's name? It, it was the one Ricky don't they say something about like oh look we're famous I think it's Ricky right where like they've clearly done this before or something I think there's a bunch of missing posters like near the map maybe do you remember that part
1: oh yeah shit
0: so it seems Ooh. like they've done this before but maybe just not like so horribly, or something.
1: Is anyone else concerned about the group of fucking serial killers
0: that are like young serial killers roaming through your woods? I'm sure you... they don't suspect the kids.
1: Well, exactly. Well, okay. So this kind of leads to the ending then. Um, in terms of how the kids are like targeting, not targeting. Jesus, the kid, the kids, meaning Brett. Are they say? Oh no! It was. Jenny and Steve, it was the the outsiders. And because these people are so protective of their own, they don't doubt it for one second. They're very much like, "Mm -mm. all right, let's go. Let's get them. And I mean, obviously, the other kids hadn't been killed before, so it might not have been such an extreme situation. But here, like you can see the intense amount of loyalty these these people have for one another because Despite the fact that his dad is drinks and and is abusive and is terrible, it's like there's that there's that still kind of we're family, we're blood, you're mean more than anything and we'll do anything for you, even like even if we don't show it and even if it means killing. Like I come from a family, not murderous that I know of, but like like a similar vein, like we're all so mean to each other. And, like, I don't talk to that side of the family anymore. But they're like that where they're like, oh, no, like, even if we hate each other, like, we'll do anything for each other. It's so fucking weird and toxic. It's so bizarre. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. And I'm like, I've lived it. <laughs> Does that make any sense? To me,
0: I just thought that the dad was, just wanted to kill her. Like, I didn't. I think maybe I it actually almost seemed like he cared more that she killed the dog. Than those other kids. (laughs) Like, I think no matter what she did, if, like, if that dog had died and none of the other kids had died, I really feel like he would have killed her. I don't think it necessarily had to do with his son. I mean, it's not clear to me anyway, but uh, it just seems like he's just an unhinged person.
1: And maybe it's because I come from a family like that. Maybe I just like brought in my own weirdness of being like, oh, this is the kind of family that like both hates you and loves you at the same time. And it's really confusing and bizarre and very difficult to understand how to interact with your family in any healthy way. Mm. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. (laughs) Because like, I mean,
0: I think it's possible that it is that way. Just when I was watching it, I was just like. He, cause uh, again, it's just like with the kids, you know, he, he mirrors Brett, the other parents mirror their kids and most of them don't want to hurt her yeah. and he like convinces them. And I think it's because he just wants to hurt her because in reality, the one parent who said there are dead kids, there's going to be cops all over. He was right. And, like, I think someone in their right mind would be like, oh, that's true. I should probably not kill this person because then I'll be found out and I'll go to jail. You know? I mean, and, of course, because you shouldn't, like, kill a person. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I wanted to... (sighs) touch on this just add in I can like splice it back into the other part but um, just to your point about her caring about kids so she's not angry at Adam she does the same thing with Cooper Thomas Tergoose's character when she stabs him in the neck she immediately feels bad and realizes he's a child and like holds him until he dies because she's like oh this is this is just a kid you know it's not until the end where brett clearly can't be redeemed and it like is kind of lying about how everything went down where she's like no it was him it was him you know yeah i was just thinking about that yeah and then i then i guess to your point about the loyalty between the adults and the kids uh earlier in the film uh steve's character or michael fassbender's character steve he um tries to like like to the town the little like diner waitress like person he's like oh have you seen a bunch of kids and she's like oh yeah they're like (laughs) <laughs> you know those kids he's like yeah oh, they, yeah, like stabbed on my tires and she's like not my kids you know <laughs> so i feel like and he's like oh i'm not implying they're your children she's like not my kids and then he like realizes to like let it go um it seems like even if they did believe that their kids did that they would just react the same way yeah. You know, like, even if they did yeah. believe that their kids were the ones who were uh, perpetrating crimes against these adults, they just would still react the same way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Do you think? But yeah, because everyone, it's again, this also feels like a community that's very much like, we've seen what happens to kids when they get in trouble, and we were... like, we. They're trying to protect their kids from that happening, too. Like, even though we talked about how, like, unfortunately, it seems like the, like, prison system is relatively common in that community, Um, like, the way they talk about it. At the same time, like, I think they still want to protect their kids from any, like, bad reputation or anything that could pot like, try to keep them as, like, straight edge as possible, or at least appearing that way, if that makes sense. Like – I feel like these parents are probably extra defensive of their kids, like, in terms of, like, making sure no one thinks that they're hoodlums, even if they are. Like, they don't want their kids to have that reputation, especially in the context of, like, the idea of hoodies that was going on in this time. It was just like, oh, no, like, my kid's not one of those kids, even though I know they are. But, like, I'm not going to, like, let you assume that about my child.
0: It always seems like it's those parents. (laughs) They're like, it's not my kid. (laughs) It's
1: always those parents. It's always those fucking parents. It's totally our kid. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Superstar. Exactly. (laughs) It's just like, the thing about this movie is there's a lot of really nasty things in it. But it's so nihilistic. And that's why I think it fits so well into talking about torture porn. He has torture porn, like we said last episode, is like a very distinctly, a very distinct subgenre born out of the terrorist attacks from 9-11. And while this is British, a lot of like a lot of people reacted to those terrorist attacks for a lot of different, like for a lot of different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, especially with the context we talked about earlier, and there's this just this time period is so steeped with the sense of nihilism, a sense of like nothing is getting better, nothing will get better bad things happen to good people and there's no way for them to kind of redeem themselves or get out of the situation it's just so incredibly relentless and so incredibly heartbreaking like nothing good happens this entire movie like at all it just feels it's it's exhausting it's another one of those exhausting movies that you watch and you're like what the fuck was that it was just like a marathon and like seeing how sad I can get for an hour and a half and why did I like it like Jesus Christ (laughs) like what the fuck is wrong with me (laughs) Because um, I think it is a really well made movie. I just don't ever want to experience it again.
0: Yeah, I do like this movie. I don't know if I feel the need to watch it again after this. Not because I found it too disturbing, just because like I've seen it. I get it. You know, I've seen it exactly. A few times like and I get it. And there's also like another movie that does this like concept that i like a bit more well there's there's a lot of there are a lot of movies <laughs> that use this concept but i'm thinking specifically of the new french extremity movie them yeah you see them?
1: i've seen yeah i've seen that one and that one is much more bare bones too
0: yeah Wait. i just really like that one
1: yes sorry Yes, 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 yes. I was like, wait, I get that and Frontiers mixed up for some fucking reason. Why? I don't know. Oh,
0: that is not bare bones.
1: <laughs> no, it's not. That's why, like, what's wrong with me? Um, Yeah, and Them is more of, like, a home invasion movie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, though she is but being it, chased all over.
1: That's true. That is very true. It's just so fucking unrelenting. Like, it's it's pre- and it's, like, it's pretty straightforward in its concept. You know what I mean? Like, there's not a ton to analyze, because it's, like, yeah, okay, so she spends, like, most of the movie running away from them and getting fucked up in various, ho- like, horrendous ways. And just when you think that she has escaped after becoming one of the monsters herself, she just crashes into someone's backyard and gets murdered. And it's...
0: Ugh. It bothers me, because... Um- I mean, I know she doesn't mean to crash, but given the interaction at the diner, like earlier or, you know, the day before or whenever it was, um, I would just assume that everybody knows everybody in this town and I would go to the next town (laughs) before stopping the damn car, you know, though she crashes, so it's really not her fault.
1: Yeah. Uh, also this movie also has another trope I really love, and it is a woman in cute floral outfit gets progressively dirtier and bloodier with time to the point where you can no longer see her cute outfit. <laughs> it's really surface level, but for and it's like such an obvious like, look, she's going through a transformation where now she's the tough girl. I know that it's so basic, but for some reason, I just love it tickles me. It just is so fun. <laughs> I, it's not deep at all, but it's just good.
0: That's all I have to say about that. I, I yeah. <laughs> I love something not deep but good that I love in this movie <laughs> and in other movies is when the characters are running and they get tired because that's how people would react in real life. <laughs> I love that she's running, running, running from these kids, and and she just is like. Oh, like 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 puts her hands like on her knees and just like stops and i'm like the same i wouldn't have even run this much like, exactly you guys just it's have like- me cuz i'm not finna run like this
1: no absolutely not i wouldn't make it <laughs> I, I think about that a lot it's like when i watch these char- characters in horror movies run i'm like i don't know if i like c- c- i could try but i don't think i could do it like i would be caught immediately like I'm the dumb bitch that like trips over nothing, and Michael Myers gets me because he's walking at a snail's pace. I can't even run. I fall over, and then it's just I'm done. Like that's that's who I am. I know this about <laughs> myself. It's depressing, but
0: I would pull uh, Joel in. Uh, what is it? Scream two when he's like, "I'm leaving." <laughs> he just like leaves. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah.
1: And like, how big is this fucking park? sorry it seems so
0: huge I don't understand the biggest part
1: oh another thing I thought about watching this movie and this is because my brain is like broken and all I think about is found footage but like when she's filming on her crappy shitty phone and like incredible like incredible cell phone footage from 2007 like wouldn't this be the most fucked up found footage movie from the kids perspective I don't care about the adult Absolutely. perspective. I want one from the kid's perspective. I want one on their shitty iPhones of them like driving around on their bikes and like breaking shit and thinking they're so hardcore. And then this happening. But I also want it, want it to see one of the kids that's like super vulnerable and is like offering some kind of like, you know, their own insight into what's happening somehow. I just think that would be so fascinating and even more awful, because you would get that, like, grainy, shitty first-person perspective of a kid, like, trying to film this horrendous thing on their phone. Like, we get a little bit of that, but man, like, that would be so
0: cool. For sure. I was just thinking uh, that this movie, doesn't it kind of, did you ever see Kids?
1: No, I have not yet
0: but wow. i will for this podcast i bet you do absolutely will for this podcast <laughs> um but it reminds me of kids like if you mixed kids with like goodnight mommy just like oh, these Christ. badass fucking kids just but they're really sadistic also uh, i like that thought i like evil kid movies and this is why i don't want children <laughs>
1: who knows what you could do to your kid
0: this isn't even are, why like, I don't want kids. I don't want kids because I like to, like... I like, like, not having that responsibility. Like, I, wanna well, I want to just do There's a
1: lot of reasons. The There's a lot of reasons why I don't want kids. But movies like this really solidify why I do not want children. And why I am glad to not have children.
0: Yeah, because, like, most of the movie, right, is, like... I don't know if it's supposed to be, like, a gotcha thing. No, I guess they reveal that John is Brett's dad earlier when, when he gets home and um, Steve is, like, for some reason wandering through the guy's house. But, um... Uh, like most of the movie is like well, these are just bad kids you know and then at the end it's like oh no they're like create they're like created this way like by their environment like it's the adults who are to blame because i think that might be like the overall political message of the movie it's like these yeah. kids aren't just like this it's because of the adults you know yeah so like there aren't worry about like bad kids in britain well first worry about the bad adults
1: yeah look at yourself asshole like this isn't some children of the corn situation where the kids like are cursed or like they just wake up possessed by the goddamn devil like it's not unfortunately not one of those movies where an exorcist can come and clean up the mess or like some spell will fix your kid it's like you are the problem like you are the reason why your kid is like this and you know that none of those parents well none of those parents are really going to have like introspection about that. At least like willingly, you know, like subconsciously. I feel like you, maybe I'm thinking too deeply into these characters, but like John does not seem like the kind of dad who'd be like, "Oh yeah, this my kid did this because of me." Like he'd be like, "Fuck you," oh, no, like, he'd be fuck like, you, yeah, dude. My like kid is
0: just bad.
1: Yeah, exactly, and like not look and and do any kind of introspection. But then also like. You know, you don't see his father, but you can only assume, like, again, just from seeing those interactions, like, where he learned it. And, like you said, the ending kind of shows that, like, okay, it's not – it's this is not happening in a vacuum. This is, like, a system – like, a systematic thing that is really, really hard to break. Like, it's a cycle that needs to be broken, but to do so would require a level of introspection that I think a lot of people are really uncomfortable doing,
0: for sure. Yeah, no. Hell, no I'm fucking like, oh. terrified
1: to do introspection about my own shit in therapy. Like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, no, there's no way these characters are like, what was my role in all this?
1: They're like, I, I killed her. That was my role in it. My role is to protect you, son. Well, yeah, like, they, they assault like... her and kill her, right? Like, sexually assault her?
0: Oh, I didn't see it that way.
1: Oh, oops, I did. I assume. Once again, here I am assuming the worst because if the worst happens I just I guess my thought was that like that that was happening and then they killed her was my vibe
0: oh no I totally didn't see it that way especially because those two guys they did not want to do anything like they just wanted to like call the cops I'm pretty sure yeah but I mean maybe like maybe uh but I didn't see it that way hmm To me it just seemed like they reluctantly went in there and shut the door because they were about to kill her. It may be like plausible deniability or something for the others. Like I don't know what happened in there. (laughs) I have no idea.
1: I heard none of the screaming coming out of the bathroom. From the woman who crashed her car into our backyard.
0: But like even so, like she could have just been screaming. I mean she wasn't, but like you know what I mean? If they didn't actually see it. Yeah, th- They could, if they had to testify, be like, she was just screaming. She was just a crazy person who was just screaming, you know? Yeah. Remember in, like, episode one, I told you about that girl who came to my house and was just screaming in my front yard? Could have been her.
1: That's true. I think I told the story about my birthday party where my neighbor was just screaming underneath our apartment for an hour. I don't Did I tell that. story? That? I don't know. Well, maybe I didn't tell that story. Oops. Under your apartment. Like she lives the floor below us.
0: Oh, we had a park. We had a park. So, like no, not, not,
1: not a not a crawl space situation where she's just like under my crawl space, like David Lynch style.
0: <laughs> I'm picturing like the conjuring. Sorry, go ahead.
1: Like it was my birthday party and it was a Twin Peaks birthday party and starts and she was screaming like in the dark in her apartment and it was How old? and we like knocked on her. I was like, I think it was like my 24th or 5th birthday.
0: Okay. Painting a picture in my mind.
1: So like it was like a Twin Peaks costume party. There was like 15 of us in my house. It was like 11 p.m. We were playing music. Like we were probably a little bit too loud, obviously. Like I'm not denying that. But she didn't come tell us to turn the music down. She just screamed. And my friend was like, is there someone screaming? And we turned the music down and we just heard her screaming her apartment so i was like wasted but i sprinted down the stairs so i like, knocked on her door and was like freaking out hoping that she like i thought she was dying like i was like so worried
0: like was pounding on her door. words or just screaming she's
1: like ah, ah! ah! <laughs> like that kind of like that screaming? yes and so oh, i ran down i ran downstairs well it, it continues I was like, okay, this is weird. Ran downstairs. She stopped screaming. I went outside to look in her window just to make sure, like, she was okay. She was, like, sitting in the window, like, backlit. So just her shadow staring at me from the window. No. And I was like, hi, I heard you screaming. Are you okay? And she's like, the music is so loud. I'm like, okay, I'll turn it down. And then she's like, the music. Loud. And I was like, I'm going to get killed on this day and she was no.
0: my neighbor my, no she moved, that is paranormal yeah. activity that, no it was I don't it like was
1: it. It. it was and like she moved in by herself and like i would see her sitting like her she was on the first floor and like when her lights were on you could like just see her sitting at her kitchen table staring at the wall
0: no it was weird i do not like I'm, it
1: no and then she like would watch us from her blinds and like i was convinced she was gonna kill my cat like she like and like, zucchini was not like he was in the apartment that like, she didn't have access to my apartment but I was just convinced that somehow she was gonna come into the apartment and like kill zucchini and me.
0: You she, moved, she right?
1: Move. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. She's she is no longer. <laughs> but I was like, what the fuck is? Like, it was awful. It it was awful.
0: And she I was, would have she assumed was she was a parrot or something. Like if that was the sound I heard, I've been like, clearly that's not a human that's well yeah
1: because like we were just and it was so loud that we could hear it coming through the floor
0: that's so So, weird
1: anyway that was and it was like a twin peaks birthday party so it was like very it was very like david lynch vibes and it was just like it was very weird anyway
0: well her plan worked her plan worked i (laughs) turned turned the
1: music i turned the music the fuck down Wow. I think actually we actually stopped the party because everyone was freaked out. They were like, "I don't like this vibe." I'm like, "Neither do I." Go home.
0: <laughs> I don't like this vibe at this David Lynch party.
1: Throw, throw the whole party out. <laughs> Which is it's like the dorkiest party ever. It was so fun though until she she screamed and then it just kind of was like a cherry on top of the weird night of just like, well, I guess that's just exactly what should have happened during a Twin Peaks birthday party. <laughs>
0: Pretty much. She's like, "Oh, y'all want to be uncomfortable." Okay, oh, y- y'all want to be disturbed? I got so you, fam. Fast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's like, oh, hello. I think it was Bonnie. It's weird. Bonnie, Bonnie, or something. Some weird name like that.
0: And it all comes full circle. Isn't that the dog's name in this?
1: <gasps> no, is- it is. It is Bonnie and Clyde because that's how that's how she knows. It's like, oh shit! Like this is the family because they got a dog's
0: name Clyde. Yep. Oh God. Yep. So um, disturbometer meter.
1: This sucker's a nine out of ten for me. Like yeah, I disturbing. just, it's, it it just gets me to like I think just it gets me in a part of my body that like makes me want to have a panic attack kind of situation. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, not a movie that I enjoy watching at all. Um, I think it's really well made. And I think, you know, it's a, a good movie. I just I hate it so much. <laughs> it makes me so upset and so deeply uncomfortable. And that's how I feel about this movie. It makes me feel icky inside. How about you? <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, for me, I'm going to say, like, a... 7.5 out of okay. 10 okay. disturbometer. Um it's not it's not like deeply upsetting to me. Like it's disturbing when you're watching it because it's just so visceral. Um most of the like disturbing parts are you know like injuries rather than psychological stuff. Um mm-hmm which is usually, like, what... that That's something that will get me more closer to, like, a 10. So I might even put this at, like, a 7 rather than a 7.5. Okay. Because, like, what you... I mean, a child is burned. (laughs) Like, so... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes. But for me, like, I, I was, like, reflecting after I saw that, and I was like, I think the reason it doesn't stick with me is because... You don't really see it. It's like a split second, and in the background, really far away, like you know what I mean. Like you, you don't see it happen. You hear it, and that is fucked up because like the kid is screaming. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm fully aware that I have issues. So, <laughs> but I promise there are movies. That we will be talking about where I will be closer to like a 10. Usually for me, though, it is more psychological rather than like the visceral stuff. Like, does it upset me that she got in that fucking trash can with her injury? Of course it does. But it's not going to stick with me forever. So, yeah, that's why I land where I land, I think.
1: Dax has no soul.
0: I promise I I have a soul. <laughs> That's what someone with no soul would say.
1: I don't know. This movie just gets under my skin. There are some movies that, like you know, yeah, the gore is terrible. It's not, but it's not like necessarily like over the top. I think Stink like the whole thing for me. It just has a vibe that makes me want to pull off my skin. So
0: for sure, definitely pull off <laughs> skinny
1: vibe. Need to take a shower and throw up. Vibe,
0: <laughs> and can we just real quick acknowledge how good like um, Kelly Riley, Jack O'Connell, and like uh, I hate to I hate to say, it, but Michael Fassbender, uh, all the all yeah. the kids really, um, they're great. Especially Jack O'Connell, though.
1: Yeah. Oh, for sure. He's so oh, scary. God. She's t- he's fucking terrifying but kelly o'reilly is like i wish she was in more horror movies so i like her a lot but she's usually like places like a, a bitch in like period pieces or at least the things i've seen her in <laughs> and seeing her as I've like seen a, her in have you seen um have you seen pride and prejudice newest oh one? yes yes with uh karen knightley Mm-hmm. she's the bitchy sister of um yeah mr darcy
0: but I think that might be like the only thing I've seen with her in it.
1: She's been a lot of. She's like she's been in a lot of stuff, and she was in another movie recently uh, called Eight a- for Silver, which is like a festival movie, and she's good in that too. But she's an incredible performer, basically, is what I'm trying to say. And mm. she's amazing in this one, and I think really shows off her acting chops in in this one.
0: Yeah, it's funny because like, I mean, it's before. He is very famous, but, like, this movie got, like, three of, well, I I don't really know Kelly Riley, like, like her, I'm not super familiar with her work, but, like, Michael Fassbender and Jack O'Connell, obviously, they're, like, really yeah. famous actors her, now.
1: She's not as famous. I wouldn't say she's in the same rank, unfortunately, even though she's the better of the three in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I just think she's, I just think she's hot. And very talented.
0: I worked with someone named Kelly Riley. So every time I see her name, I'm like, oh, Kelly Riley from the gift shop.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, everybody, that was our episode on Eden Lake. Watch it if you want, I guess. I don't know. Don't at me if you get upset, though. This (laughs) the fucking slogan of this podcast. Don't at me if you get upset um so thanks everyone for listening to this week's episode of watch once never again uh make sure to follow us on twitter at Wona Podcast, um to you know stay up to date with all of the happenings with us you can also send us an email at wonapodcast at gmail.com if you have any suggestions for films topics whatever things that we should cover um you can also follow each of us on twitter i'm at mb mcandrews
0: i'm at Daxie bobbin
1: so thank you guys for listening, and please make sure to leave us a review. Give us a little bit of a rating. We would love to have those. They're really helpful on Apple. I know you hear all of your content creators saying that on their various platforms, but seriously, it helps a lot. So if you like what you hear, give us a little review.
0: Yes. And thank you. next week.
1: Oh, yeah. No, it's next week.
0: Next week, I chose a film. And it's more along the lines of a psychological one like we were talking about. Okay. And I, I don't think you'd guess what it is because most people don't associate it with torture porn. But it is hard candy. <gasps> oh, my God. I'm so excited. I haven't
1: seen hard candy in so long. Oh, my God. Elliot my, Page. My sweet baby
0: angel, Elliot Page. Elliot and my Page. other sweet baby angel, Patrick Wilson.
1: Oh, my God. I'm so fucking stoked.
0: Yes. So get ready for a bad time
1: get ready for a bad time
0: that's the real slogan of this podcast
1: that's that is get ready for a bad time cool so we'll see everybody next week yes goodbye bye